0: You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Okay. Oh, sorry,
1: uh, sorry, do we start recording? Oh, my bad. I was just, I was just jamming to my favorite Phantom Planet songs, you know, just really hmm. vibing. I was just like, I was getting everything ready for the episode, you know, I was getting my mic ready. In fact, it all just felt like it just kind of like came together in like a montage, you know, just when mic plugged in. Course of water in the glass, you know. Pull my seat up. Phantom planets, just like fucking pumping, you know. It just, um, it just felt
0: right. I don't know. It just felt right. Did and it I feel got... right? Did we start? Did, did we you, start? Did you now? make sure to pick a Phantom Menace song that is? I said Phantom Menace, didn't I? Uh... That's fantastic. Don't cut it. Don't edit it. <laughs> you keep it in there. Did you pick a Phantom Menace song uh, where it's like oddly slowly you... placed and doesn't really make any sense to the montage?
1: i have a more important question for you uh, have you heard phantom menace's uh best song which is definitely trade dispute agreement uh, that's my favorite, <laughs> it's that's my, my, it's favorite definitely my favorite song. <laughs> oh jesus yeah. christ way better
0: than that than the b-side roger roger uh
1: i mean they they, they managed to land you know land themselves phantom planet i mean uh into into some classic shit uh they, they were the the intro song to the uh, to the oc California. television series uh and they fucking had jason schwartzman in their band for some time as as the drummer so that's <laughs> cool. a weird turn of events <laughs> cool um anyway you've come back to this podcast uh episode where we're talking about i guess phantom planet
0: um no phantom menace <laughs> the great uh, band that wrote the theme song to the oc <sighs> of course, folks, as anyone who's actually looked at
1: their phone's uh, podcast app before pressing play knows, we're not here to talk about mid-2010 rock band Phantom Planet. <laughs> um, we're, not, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to discuss um, finally dipping into a fully different timeline, an absolutely parallel universe to the other two Spider-Man films that we've already covered. Obviously, we already covered 1, 2, and 3 of Sam Raimi's trilogy. That mm-hmm. um, just got better uh, as
0: they went along, am I right?
1: And despite my argument with Pogues that we shouldn't watch this one, but instead just rewatch 3 so we can talk about it again, uh, he he vetoed it, and so instead here we are uh, discussing the Andrew Garfield run at the Spider-Man.
0: The Spider-Man. A series that couldn't have ended quick enough.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was confusing for everyone uh, who was, you know, fans of... The superhero genre that was you know continuing to gain steam uh in 2012 uh but uh, or in this in this time period but it was so strange to a hear that we were gonna do another oh, sorry, i sorry what is the what is the distance between spider-man 3 and and, and uh the amazing spider-man uh, like five years you said 2012 yeah, was years. when amazing
0: spider-man it's, came out
1: yeah 2007 yeah so it's about five years exactly so i mean five years is a lot of time but it felt like it was almost an instant reboot Especially since the Spider-Man Raimi movies were like, obviously we all knew Spider-Man 3 was like <laughs> this sort of like derailed train, but you know, the movies were pitching all sorts of material at us, you know? I'm pretty sure there was Connors who was in the uh, Raimi ones, wasn't he? Yes, he was. We... He, he's never a bad yeah. guy, but yes, he appears in the, the so, movie. I th- so I think we felt like a, a Spider-Verse, so to speak, was building up. Uh, and so the idea that we would just suddenly be cut short, you know, even even in even uh, in context with Spider-Man three, and replaced so quickly with another thing, who would just reboot all the stuff that we already knew, uh,
0: was was startling. Of course, we'd go ahead and do it again. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think this this made me realize in watching this is, it was really really genius to not do spider-man's origin story in homecoming he's already spider-man they never they never really explain how he became spider-man because we know he got bit by a spider and gained the powers of a spider he's been fighting crime dressed in like a running suit and then tony stark gives him a super nice suit and now it's the story of spider-man and you get sort of just a spider-man story and i think it's genius because in watching this I, could, I cared so little about the setup to this movie. Because it's I, also I, particularly not well done. And you, they just did it 10 years ago. Like, Spider-Man was 2002. So 10 years ago. And they felt the need to basically retell the exact same story, but poor. Like, in a less yeah. good way. Which is an insane way to do it, you know? It's just crazy.
1: And I think we hit on it, actually you hit on it, just before we started recording. Which was that you know you were talking about how you know halfway through the film there's finally uh, a villain a proper villain the, the lizard is is made his appearance and there's a fight scene and we're like i think it was like 95 minutes according to my notes that we first get a scuffle between peter and uh the villain of the entire film um
0: which is pretty fucking far in uh way uh, way too far in to introduce the villain and then wrap up his you- story You said in your comment to me
1: that as as that happened, you're like, oh, an hour has already gone by and some change. And I don't even remember what's really taking place. And we all know why that is. It's because no new ground has been trod. Yeah. That's the biggest problem.
0: The only new ground they have set up is they have made Peter less and less sympathetic in this film. I find him extremely annoying. And I think you are... Right, there
1: is some problematic portrayal of Yeah, his... he's
0: what well, he's extremely like dickish to his relatives who took I would him say, in and raised him. Sorry.
1: I used problematic. I didn't mean to say that. I think that like they did I think they took a they made a choice with their handling of Peter Parker. Yeah, uh, I think it was a very bad choice though.
0: Cuz I, I, I don't yeah. ever actually find Peter Parker uh like really relatable or sympathetic. I don't really care what happens to him in this movie. Because he's just very unlikable. And there's also... I think part of it, when watching it, it, it sort of occurred to me is when you look at, like, Tom Holland and Toby Maguire... Is his name right? Toby Maguire? Why does that not sound That's right? Cr- yeah, that, it's, it, is, it is right. Is it? Okay. Uh, they both play, like, the nerdy kid who would be sort of ostracized for being super nerdy. Really, really well. You know what I mean? Like early Toby Maguire plays nerdy Peter Parker great. Todd, uh, Tom Holland does a great job being like, yeah, Andrew Garfield looks like, you know, he's on the cover of, you know, 17 magazine or something, like your Teen Beat or something. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't really believe that this guy who's spending this much time popping up his hair. And walks around with a skateboard I, is somehow uncool as if like, I, so, I, I couldn't figure out I, I, yeah, what year I, they <laughs> thought it was that skateboards would make you a, a nerd. I don't, I, yeah, I don't disagree
1: with your take on Garfield. I do say that I think people give, I, I, I don't think Toby was really killing it either, honestly. He was well, 27 when the movies came yeah, out and but, he, felt, he felt like he was 35 playing like, you know, a freshman college student. I don't think he felt right either.
0: To be no, honest. but I mean, I think he did a better job of being a nerd. Like he felt he was like- an
1: excellent nerd. Yes, yeah. he was an excellent uh, uh, nerd. He in fact, Toby had this weird phenomenon where, like, when he got muscles in the movie, it almost felt like it seemed correct that he was confused by them. You know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> it seemed it seemed to fit the whole vibe that he was like, "What are these? How do I look this muscly?" Um, uh, that that all fit. And you're right, <laughs> Garfield is like his hoods up uh he's got a skateboard he's wearing like an army jacket he's this kind of like kind of like punk rock like i smoke cigarettes after school like you know version
0: well it's um, more like he's like i went to an army surplus store and then i'm gonna hang out at hot topic like he just felt and and <laughs> while i'm there i'm gonna jam to the newest yeah. phantom menace song
1: and i know it's not his fault but you're right he is so handsome and it, like his quaffed hair it doesn't give you that, like, I'm struggling vibe. When you see him walk into school and everyone's like, that's the big nerd. I'm like, that's the nerd? Yeah, I mean... What does everybody, everybody
0: else look like? What does everybody else, like a, else look like? It's like it, and, and it's more to me the issue is just, like, uh, both Holland and Maguire have, like, the, like the sort of, like, kind of comb-over haircut mm-hmm. that was like, you know, I was a huge nerd when I was in school and I had, like, the comb-over haircut. And I feel like that's it like when you're a nerd you're not like i want to look trendy because you're already like i just want to not be noticed like that's that's what i'm looking for is a day where i don't just draw ire for no reason other than the fact that i happen to like comic books you know like that's yeah and and he's like as if he's like i'm you know i'm gonna get dressed up i'm gonna look cool and they never really explain what makes him a nerd because he doesn't seem to be particularly good in school and he's right. a, a good His intelligence
1: his intelligence is pretty confusing because at times they imply him to be super duper smart and at other times he seems confused by simple concepts. But no, um to your earlier point, yeah, it, it it's insane to me that they thought that this like persona would be constituted as a nerdy outcast because frankly, I think most high school girls uh of of Andrew Garfield's like suggested fictional age would would see this sort of like brooding, you know, intelligent, uh, skateboarding h- hunk. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he would he would not be
1: a social outcast, not well, not in any capacity. And
0: that's the thing that like really I feel like this movie just continually fails at, which is like so we never get smart Peter, we never get funny Peter, we never get funny Spider Man. He's just sort of like kind of a douche, and he does a lot of things that are really fucking creepy. He takes a bunch of creep shots of gwen stacy which like in context now uh you know like looking back in the early spider-man movie there's that when they're on the field trip he takes a picture of mary jane you're like ah, he's there for the yearbook she's just sitting on a table for some reason in a skirt which not a thing i don't think girls like to do is to be like let me put a skirt eye level for everyone (laughs) You know, let me just make a precarious situation for myself in high school. I'm sure there's no weirdos out there. But he just, like, takes a random photo of her and then just walks off. It's like, that's kind of creepy. And then when he's on the train, he sleeps, which is, one, a huge dick move. You never sleep on a subway train, especially laid out over all the seats. I, I-
1: yeah, also a dick move. Also, we. I would never, ever sleep on a train. Yeah, also, uh, like, I think
0: we're supposed to be like, city. oh, he beat up those guys because they were dicks. This motherfucker fell asleep on a subway. Anything that happens to him at this point is really his fault. Getting a beer put on his head and not robbed, I feel like he got off easy. But then he, you know, spills the beer on the girl, and he walks up and starts, like, rubbing his hand on her. And I'm like, don't touch a person you don't know on a train, man. Like, and then he rips her shirt off, and I just thought, who was writing this that was like, this'll be great? He's gonna pull some random girl and then rip her clothes off so we can show a woman in her bra? This is
1: this is part of the challenge of the movie, is they they went for this I mean, I guess some reviewers would probably call it realistic, but in reality it's this yeah, it's this it's this un unidealized Peter Parker where he is he is just sort of like uh, awkward and in a, in a, in a, in like the not cool way, <laughs> and he is he is um, overly aggressive. And then we center on a revenge story to see him come alive as Spider Man uh, through his pursuit of uh, the the thug who shot uh, Uncle Ben, um, and and that is like how we're supposed to get sort of brought into this new this new Spider Man is watching him torture uh low-level criminals
0: well and then like what's crazy is so they build up it's like oh he's like i gotta find and also i don't know why new york city is so bereft of uh blonde criminals with shoulder length hair and beards and i was like well i don't understand everybody looks like so barry many. gibb but uh <laughs> they <laughs> a great reference i know everyone. yeah a gets. reference
1: a reference that'll land i mean at this point folks, you're trying to date this podcast episode harder than they did when they put the shins in the opening yes
0: but what's like at one point he he's beating up this guy who's like a car thief and he's like joking around and laughing about it and it's like you think this guy murdered your uncle you would not be like oh let me crack wise like it made no sense why all of a sudden he's like fun-loving Spider-Man. It's like, no, you, you're here to basically, I assume you're trying to find and kill the man who killed your uncle. you want revenge. Why he would even, you be cracking wise while doing it? He
1: even as he reveals that this is not the man, um, he he suggests that this would have been worse, yes. which, which implies that he would have further tortured, beaten or killed him. Uh, you know, those are the only options of worse from that point. Uh, uh, it's pretty insane. It's also the movie's one attempt to do a funny Spider-Man. I mean, there's a little, there's a couple of lines. There's a couple there of lines. That barely it, you you count. may not have noticed but this was their none of them are funny. <laughs> this was their intent to be like, here's the quipping that, because I remember people saying, you know, in, in critique of the original Sam Raimi is that he's not, he never, he's yeah, not, he never quips, He's really. not lighthearted. He's just sort of like, uh, uh, googly-eyed over Mary Jane most of the time, or or doing flips and and kicking uh, uh what, what's his name in the face? Uh, what's the Green Goblin? Yeah, his name Norman Osborn. Um, no, I mean the, the actor. Uh, oh, Willem uh, Dafoe yeah yeah just like kicking William Defoe into like blades and stuff so there isn't really any opportunity for him to like really riff which is a classic Spider-Man trope and it's that there's there's almost a split personality that Peter gets when he puts the mask on is that you know he becomes more confident um he becomes you know uh irreverent and and uh yeah I mean a little meta but not quite Deadpool meta you know the idea
0: in the comics is they they bring it up one time where somebody asks why he never shuts up and he says i it's because i'm really nervous and i think that if i talk a lot they'll get mad or annoyed and that'll make them mess up and then i can i can beat people easier because you know when you're annoyed and you, you don't think things through so he's purposely just trying to be kind of annoying the number
1: the number of like of like panels in a comic of him like getting the rhino or the scorpion to charge him because he said something you know mocking and and jo- jovial it, it's it's certainly a strategy that you see bore out um you don't see it employed in either of the first two movies you know no. you do see it in, in with with tom holland yeah uh, and uh, and
0: his spider-man like actually has jokes that i would consider like things sure a, yeah a, a teenager yeah. would say in a joking manner i mean and it's so bizarre because if you
1: some parts of the jokiness in in the scene we're talking about in the amazing spider-man i like that he like like shrunk at the sight of a knife. It's like, oh no, that's what drove
0: me insane. I was like, I love
1: that line. But in the greater that whole sequence is indeed bad. Like his his repeat slow restraining of this fucking man to remind everyone listening who is uh, ju- who is moments ago was just stealing a car, which is yes. a verifiable crime. But for the same reason that we're not cool with like police officers killing people, <laughs> it's yeah, it's very when, confusing. Sh- when showing up to investigate like something minor like the theft of gum. It's like <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> we
0: can't it get feels like this. he's treating all of them as if they're murderers. And I feel like other than like the pimp in the beginning, most of them just seem like low level criminals. One of, I mean, them, one of them they show guy, i swear is just walking on the street he just gets beat yeah. up because he looks like a criminal i guess
1: i mean obviously this guy pulls a knife on him too but also i would as well if this yeah. insane man in a jumpsuit
0: yeah it is also this yeah so i mean and it, i get like later they even try to justify it they're like oh he's been going after all these criminals a lot of them with long you know long uh violent criminals or you know like history or something i'm like boy you really had to shoehorn that in didn't you so it didn't just seem weird that he's like randomly beating the shit out, out of guys who look like they're going to a, like a Creed concert.
1: But you know, what's the the most insane thing is that we, we go along with this ride for this Peter Parker as we watch him repeatedly antagonize and, and overly, you know, and brutalize thugs, uh, in an inappropriate manner, uh, or cri- I should just say criminals at this point, uh, or even, even just suggested criminals as you, as you pointed out,
0: um, People. So yeah, we only actually ever see um, two of them commit a crime, and one of them is a guy like talking absolute, to. I assume is his prostitute, and then she tries to defend him. So I don't know what the fuck's going on there. The the absolute most
1: bonkers thing about this whole thing is is that it never resolves.
0: Nope. They just we don't we don't we don't get Uncle Ben's killer, and there's that no never comes around where like he i like at the end when he comes in and makes that dumb face where he like smiles oh god i want to punch him i want to punch andrew garfield so bad i face okay so now i need to now i need now i need to back away from my my criticism because i don't
1: dislike andrew garfield as spider-man i i
0: i can i think he's like couldn't have been a worse choice
1: i think i think he's a good actor i do think he's too handsome and i do think the way they styled him is obviously way too cool so he comes off as a confusing rendition. I, I feel although like I, his I, I line did,
0: delivery it, on certain lines is very weird and very. Confusing. I find him
1: affable, uh, uh, and 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 one of the good things I liked, although it it is it is at uh, at some point way overkill. It's is is a majority a uh, majority of the scenes with him and Gwen I enjoy because it suggests like a genuine. Uh, I feel like I, I I get a genuine sense of a, like an actual burgeoning relationship out of them too. Uh, other than, than what I got in M- M- to- Toby Maguire Spider-Man, which is just, uh, you know, obviously some weird, uh, overly moist, upside-down kiss, and then a lot of just staring at each other. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, 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 there was no chemistry I ever felt existed between those two characters, even though that that kiss is considered to be like some sort of movie history. Uh, but this movie, genuine—they genu- were dating at this point. In this, um, yeah, I mean that and, might help their Garfield's genuine chemistry. That <laughs> Likely helped, and I, I imagine a lot of those, their scenes are probably a little bit ad libbed. Um, but I, I do feel like a, like a majority of them are are relatively genuine, especially at the end when he is you know forced into this crux, is forced into this scenario where he he, to honor this brief father figure which i think was way underplayed uh out of captain stacy um you know he he just abandons the relationship entirely um but then sort of like doesn't which is confusing anyway the point is
0: which i I felt like that was an insane ending to be like i'm not gonna honor the dying wish of a (laughs) man who saved my life because i'm horny i get i don't
1: know because my aunt told me to just go for (laughs) it
0: the history of the character it's like you get her killed it's bizarre
1: but that's that's one of the things I liked. I think those scenes showcased Garfield uh, and, and Emma's uh, 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 talent um, in acting. But yeah, uh, he's he's cast a little wrong and he's framed totally wrong in the in in
0: the universe. Well, and as I mean sort it, of it's cool I don't think him, it's all Spider-Man. his fault. Uh some a lot of the like physicality he brings to the role and like the awkward cockiness that he does with everything, I found really just uh like so off-putting. But so much of the I will movie say, is, is so poorly written that I don't. It wouldn't have mattered who they cast. It, it has something some of the throw in here lines. as well.
1: Is that I think a ton of this before before you rip apart the script, which I think is deserved. Um, I think a ton of where this comes from, what we're talking about, the way they handled Peter Parker and how he's a bit a bit more smooth and cocky and whatnot, um, is I think it's because a lot of this was based more on the influence of Ultimate Spider-Man, who is a bit more a modernized peter parker who well not like smooth talking you know uh, you know in a leather jacket or anything he is a bit more like uh uh comfortable he's not totally like like the peter parker of the old golden golden yeah. arrow who's like I mean, he also literally died, in a sweater man. vest i hate
0: to blow, i hate to spoil it but that peter parker died because no one liked him <laughs>
1: <laughs> i understand but ultimate spider they replaced a
0: big deal. him with you know who they replaced him with a much more likable spider-man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, who weird. guess what was awkward and had a hard time being spider-man because that's yep. pretty much the character otherwise just he's saying, just a guy with superpowers
1: there's a lot of ultimate spider-man influence here because in ultimate spider-man there's also the posit that uh uh peter parker's father richard parker is a bioengineer chemist whatever um yeah and, which is not something in the original in well, the original, in the original I comics think he's
0: a spy he's a he's a spy yeah yeah him and his uh, and wife he, are spy. are both he spies.
1: comes back as like a life model decoy at some point yeah from, it's a like, really
0: weird thing they did the chameleon, in the I forget. That they for they for some reason thought they needed to do that really doesn't make any sense but my problem is and it, bringing up his father you know what, is folks, a great point. you know what, folks take criticism to
1: stan lee who wrote those originals
0: all right i don't chill. i don't think <laughs> the spy storyline was written by stan lee i think that was well after I, him and dick i believe
1: left. Oh uh, no! I believe it was. I'm pretty sure it was Stanley. I don't think anyway. so.
0: I don't think his parents being spies is into like the. Latest. Come back at us if you've
1: got answers on this, please. Uh, anyways, uh.
0: <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of problems with the Spider-Man parent storyline they for some reason put into this. Uh, one of them is he appears to be 18 and never Googled his father never did a web yep. search because he types in dr connor and the first article is about his father and dr connor and then there's like eight more articles about his dad he never and he, he clicks on each one as if i've never looked i've never thought to google my father's name or web search whatever they call it in this movie but i just was like wait what this uh, makes no sense he would know all of this how would he not you used, know
1: sorry i have to point this out because you used the wrong verb here uh he never binged his father yes uh because i want to point out that there are three separate bing searches there? in this movie i didn't even pay attention
0: yeah. to the search engine <laughs> uh
1: he he did a quick he did a quick ask jeeves and his dad yeah you know. that's, yeah that's it's, uh, yeah it's crazy and, and
0: then later in the the thing when uh uncle ben's trying to impart without because i guess for some reason they're like let's not you know let's not use the iconic line with great power comes a great responsibility instead let's paraphrase it poorly and that'll have the same impact, which I don't, you know, it's one of those weird things. It's like, if you're going to use the line, just say it the way it was written. Don't like try to be like, your dad thought that if you had the ability to do something great, you had a responsibility. It's like, just say with great power, you know, but uh, his Peter's like, well, where is my dad? That's right. He's not here to tell me because he left. It's like, uh, no, he died in, in, the, in the history of this movie. Him and his wife left. You don't really know why you were a child. Could have just been a vacation for all you know. But they died in a plane crash. They didn't abandon Peter Parker. They were murdered. Which is implied later in the movie. They were murdered by Oscorp. So there's a lot of questions (laughs) that, like, I don't. He's, like, really angry about his parents being killed or at least dying in a tragedy. You know, I mean, I get that he left them with their uncle, but it's like, I don't think, you know, you would probably hold a grudge that they died in an accident, like a tragic accident. And it just felt so sloppy. And then the whole thing with Uncle Ben is really piss poor done. Like, it's really not his fault that Uncle Ben dies. I I don't know why a guy brought a gun to a robbery where he was just going to trick the guy into looking away.
1: Fucking hate everything about uncle ben's death in this movie yeah it's a, so hey to be to be clear as we already established it's overkill we saw a really great version of this entire concept played out in the original spider-man and we all like know it so by close
0: heart. to the actual
1: a- and, and yeah the time has not, not enough time has passed for it to even be like a new rendition if you're just doing it again
0: and and really um, poorly because really it's not peter parker's fault the guy got away
1: right the, the criminal in the so so all the way back to the comics short version the criminal peter parker is he has his powers first thing he does is become a professional wrestler obviously we would all do the same thing
0: he's just he um, <laughs> wants to make some money that's just... and, and
1: yeah and 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 uh he's ripped off by the the promoter of the event and then the promoter of the event is robbed himself moments later and peter does nothing to stop it and the yeah as the guy later. runs by the
0: guy says hey stop him and peter says hey it's not my problem and the guy and runs in this by, case and then later and that in guy case, finds uncle ben and carjacks him and kills him i should be clear in
1: this case peter has proven to both be a in terms of what that like the promoter's perspective a fictitious physical powerhouse and in the reader's perspective a literal superhero and so this criminal could have easily been stopped from anyone's perspective yes but in the in the movie peter parker is a 15 16 year old teenager
0: <laughs> yeah who came in to buy a yu hoo and then you were a prick to him because he didn't have two cents
1: if I owned a shop and I was robbed, and A, I wouldn't put my life on the line for, yes. I assume, the $15 that were taken out of cash. I mean, at best, that guy got away with $100. bucks. let us assume my dad owned the store or something, so I have some reason to be invested. I chase after the man. I'll tell you what I won't do. I'll tell you what I'd do right away, is I would yell for the police. I would call the police. I would police chase the man. Because I have a I would, phone. Call, I, I would be calling the police. I would be yelling for the police. I would not harass the 16 year old that just came in to help me pursue an armed suspect down the road. I would
0: not ask a child if he could help me chase down a man who I think just stole money from me because I'm too fucking stupid to close our register.
1: And if a child wouldn't help me tackle an armed thief that would not be on the child, also, <laughs> like it would, it would
0: be the child that we should be mad at in the
1: scenario for not doing it. Well, here's it's also ridiculous the, the,
0: in in the, both the comic and the Sam Raimi one, the guy ro- robs the dude at gunpoint. He is like a violent criminal. Yes, and he's this also escalated The guy literally criminal, just yeah. tricks the dude by knocking some stuff off the counter and then reaches over and grabs all the money and throws Peter Parker as YooHoo and then runs away. At his no instance, point does, does Peter Parker advantage. assume this guy is probably anything other than like. Maybe a dude down on his luck and needs to get some heroin or something. You know what I mean? it's This guy doesn't right. seem that bad. Then he's running down the road, and he trips, and he, a gun falls out of his pants. Why he had a gun with him? Because if he had been caught stealing with a gun, it's armed robbery, which is way more than just stealing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like If you're going to commit a crime, you're either going to pull a gun or you're not, because there are two different levels of being arrested. But it falls out, and Uncle Ben goes to grab it. What insane person goes to grab a gun? Yeah. More importantly, d- dude, Uncle
1: Ben, de-escalation. Here's two things you don't see, you don't do when a, a, a criminal that has nothing to do with you drops a gun in front of you: scream and run. At- <laughs> well, here's geez, here's
0: crazy. another thing you don't do. What are you do? doing? If you're standing on the street of New York City. And some dude who looks like he's uh, running away with a a six-pack of beer and another guy's chasing him yelling, hey, stop him. And he looks like a disheveled owner of a porn store. You're probably not going to assume the first guy's a criminal. You're just going to assume it's two weirdos in an argument because it's goddamn New York City. You're not going to instantly be like, this guy's probably a criminal. I should stop. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it's not like the guy chasing after him looks like he owns a convenience store. He just looks like some dude with an untugged shirt. (laughs) It, you're right. Uncle Ben would just see two
1: guys who just left a party fighting over beer. Yeah. Like, that's
0: what it looks like. Because the guy's this not, not holding a gun right. when he's running away. Right. He's not carrying the gun. So yeah. there's no reason to assume he's a criminal.
1: And dropping your gun, by the way, not, not a crime to intercede on, uh, Uncle Ben. Yes. I mean... Your your job of like doing the good that you can do whenever possible doesn't include ensuring that this man has a concealed carry license. Yeah, I mean, like, and then taking the gun until you can confirm that he's legally allowed to own it. That's not part of your rule. Your, your your rule.
0: Like, like yeah, like, what the if, hell are you doing? It would have been different if like they had had the guy run up and like try to like like somebody was getting in their car and he pulled his gun out and like grabbed a woman and, like threw her down and he's like I'm you know give me your fucking keys yeah and then a Ben had run in to original. like try to be like I need to protect her. And then he gets shot. Because the Raimi... He literally dies doing something stupid, not heroic, or even as a victim. He literally causes his own death by being a fucking idiot. Yeah, if you're not not mistaken, the the Raimi is that
1: he's waiting to pick up Peter. Yes. And that guy runs out and carjacks the car Uncle Ben's in, and and Ben fights back because he's, you know... Well, uh,
0: until you get to Spider-Man 3, in which case the gun accidentally goes off as he's just getting out of the car. Because they could make Sandman be a, a straight murderer.
1: Oh that's right, I forgot they rewrite that. Yeah, it's I completely very forgot they rewrite that. Jesus Christ. Regardless, it's a it's a failed carjacking that's responsible. but but Uncle Ben is in the line of fire in that scenario. He's he's the one being carjacked. But you're right. Even if it was another person Uncle Ben saw it and was close enough to do something about it, that would make more sense. But yeah, to just like leap upon like a loose gun and, and scream is so bizarre. It's and, also
0: and... sort of weird because like I'm not saying New York City is like a safe town now. But like when the Spider-Man story was written, New York City was like the purge. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like it was not a good city to live in. Up until, right. like, the 90s, if you went to Times Square and it was dark, you were going to get mugged. Like, it was horrible. It was full of strip clubs. They had tons of crime, tons of murders. And then, you know, they cleaned up, you know, they realized it was a tourist trap. And they cleaned all that shit up. And there's, I'm not saying you still can't get mugged in New York City. But it's not like it was, like, in the 70s and 80s where, you know, all that's why all these superheroes exist in Marvel who are just like, I'm going to fight crime in New York because there's so much of it
1: yeah that's what my purview is new york and new york alone yes it's partially because that and also the reality of like swinging through a couple of dark alleys revealing a crime every time yes probably accurate yeah yeah it's it's (laughs) sort
0: of like when you're like when they did the daredevil tv show and he's like i'm gonna stay in hell's kitchen it's like uh hell's kitchen was gentrified really bad in like the late 90s it's now like a place where everybody wants to live i'm sorry you can't really it's not the same anymore i'm sorry
1: so I also wanted to mention something since we're talking about uh, Uncle Ben and, and Aunt May. Uh, it's so strange to me seeing the Aunt May progression um, because we started with Rosemary Harris mm-hmm. in the Sam Raimi, who is,
0: who, who is the looks like the original cart, you know, comic book version, which is yes, a very she, elderly woman.
1: Yeah, yeah. in in the In Spider Man, she's uh, seventy five. Uh, the actress, I mean, uh uh is seventy five in the original um in the original one. And then what age is uh uh, uh Sally Field is sixty six when she portrays Aunt May and uh, uh I I Tomei is like what, fifty four or something?
0: Yeah, she's um, not particularly old.
1: Uh, but it's just funny to me to watch that progression. Like the de-aging the, of a... The visual, the visual difference of even just uh, uh, even just going from, going from, um, going from uh, Rosemary to, to Sally Field is, is stark. Because like, Sally Field does not look that old. You know what I mean? No, no. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: the, the original Aunt May from Sam Raimi looks like a older woman.
1: And I'm sure of that was like costume design and you know intent on making her look older well and i think they the wanted the cast to cast somebody that had that comic. you know in the yeah. comic
0: she's she's supposed to be not like peter's mom's age she's like peter's you know like older aunt she's not meant to be his what would be like his, his the age of his mother she's supposed to be much older so they went with that but yeah it is sort of weird to see them like gradually aging her down
1: I, yeah, I just I just wanted to mention it. I mean, I think she's great. I mean, Sally Field is an excellent yeah, job. Yeah, but I feel she's like... She's one of the few her. characters to be a, a vessel for emotion in this movie. And, and
0: they give her still so little... Like, there's not even really a scene... Because, you know, like, um, in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, there's the scene where Peter hears Aunt May, like, crying. And he feels bad because he blames himself. You know, had he not lied to his uncle uh, and been there when he was supposed to be he would have his uncle wouldn't have been there and had he stopped the guy the guy wouldn't have been there and so he feels like every step of what led to his uncle's death is entirely his fault for being a a liar and not doing the right thing so there's those moments and he talks with aunt may and she gets upset and they have like a, a bonding and this she like her husband is dead and he will not go home to see her he is gone constantly and then when he comes home and he has, like, a black eye and she's worried about him, he yells at her as if, like, it's her fault. Like, she, he's like, just go to bed, go to bed. And like, he doesn't want to talk, but it just comes off as, like, dude, where's the heart? Like, where's the moment where he's like, it's my fault Uncle Ben died. I'm so sorry. You know, he wouldn't have been out there had it not been for me. And then, you know, they have, like, a moment where she's like, oh, I don't blame you or whatever. But that never he, happens in the movie. He never yeah, seems... And he never seems to take... It never feels like he's saying, I'm responsible for Uncle Ben's death. He just wants revenge because the guy killed Uncle Ben. He doesn't feel like he fucked up. He feels like he just needs to get revenge. And so there's no really sympathy for Spider-Man. That
1: That is definitely one of the problems I have with this version of the Uncle Ben scene, is 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 definitely that part, which is that, that Peter's removal from blame in this scenario which again is 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 demonstrable i mean yeah i mean i'm not really again, saying
0: I'm, he should feel super bad with the way it's no done. no
1: what i'm saying is that is that no teenager who was who was who was just ejected from a convenience store should feel responsible to chase armed 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 suspects down the street so he is not at all responsible i mean he could have like you said in the, the ramian one had behaved differently um uh in a lot of ways that would have prevented the death of Uncle ben and this one obviously if he hadn't run away same thing, but still, he's not directly responsible for this criminal shooting Uncle Ben, who just does an insane thing out of the fucking blue.
0: Yeah, and, and, and died like, on a gun for no reason. It's, it's also sort of like he runs away, and it's Uncle Ben's choice to chase him. Like he's he's like a, an adult leaving his house to like walk down. Also, I can't figure out they appear to live in Queens, like they do in the comics, like. They have yeah. a normal house. There's not normal houses inside of New York City. Like so he's in Queens. But then when they show where they're at, they're like in straight Manhattan. That's like a forty five minute he, trip on foot. Like fair. he couldn't it, it have, it have gotten downtown that quick. And the idea that Uncle Ben happens upon him in the same location is absurd. But I guess what I'm ultimately
1: getting at is that, you know, in the in the other versions you get Peter Parker, like with power now, scrabbling to try and deal with his grief by, like, chasing down the person responsible. And then, importantly, ultimately deciding not to take vengeance because that's an act that his grandfather, yeah, his uncle, would have disliked. Makes,
0: and what makes it work really well in the Raimi one is he doesn't know it's the guy. He goes after him originally to kill him because he wants revenge. And he, the guy's cornered in the warehouse and he pulls his mask off and he realizes it's the guy he let go And then he gets that, like, ultimate crushing blow to be like, oh, my God.
1: There are consequences to my actions. Yeah, like, before he
0: felt guilty because he was like, Uncle Ben wouldn't have been there if I hadn't lied to him. So he feels a little bit of responsibility. But when he sees that, he realizes that he should have listened to his uncle. That, you know, when you do have the ability to do something good, you should always do it. And that's, you know, sort of what makes it interesting, what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. And this one, it just feels like... He never takes blame. He never feels bad that it's the guy who got away. And when he even finds out, it doesn't seem like... Because, you know, they're like, oh, he has a star tattoo on his left wrist. There's no moment. Like, he flashes back, and there's no moment where he's like, oh, my God, it's my fault. And he never says anything. Because that happens in the Spider-Man movie, in the first one. He tells Aunt May, he says, it's my fault. He says, you know, he wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for me. And he's crying because he can't tell her the truth that the reason he feels guilty is because of what really happened. And she says, you know, no, don't say that. And he's like, you know, the last thing I ever said to him, we got in a fight and all this stuff. And, you know, there's like you feel for Peter Parker. And this movie, I never really felt like he even gave a shit that his uncle was dead. It is
1: more challenging because Peter's mission as he chases the criminal is just pure bloodlust, which is like not, uh, not a really amenable trait.
0: I feel like flash and gwen stacy feel the impact of uncle ben's death more than peter parker does which
1: by the way i found that i loved that scene with flash in the school who comes up to try and who who is a human being um uh and and i think it's a great way to 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 humanize flash because flash you know even even in the Raimi one it's tough because flash is like an almost joke villain like yeah he's he's
0: like too over the top because like when he was originally introduced he was just a straight prick He's supposed to
1: be like a cocky, you know, egotistical uh, bully, uh, but but he also goes to Midtown Science, so he can't be. He yeah, can't be there's completely. a lot of there's a
0: lot of confusing things about why Midtown Science has a basketball team. I couldn't figure that one out for the life. Imagine, like, imagine
1: losing. Imagine losing. Uh, to Midtown Science, <laughs> basketball team, well, yeah, the Adams, the Quarks like, or whatever they I
0: imagine are. <laughs> Midtown Science is like a STEM school. They don't have sports. You have to play <laughs> at the actual high school you attend. That's part of the STEM school. The, the STEM school doesn't have its own sports team. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's strange. Also, don't paint signs during practice. You You're going to get your paint yeah. knocked over. That's not a dick move. That's just to be expected, science lady. <laughs> yeah, and
0: why do you have an open can of paint? Like, who's...
1: Uh, also, this is opening up a whole fucking Pandora's box. For the last time, I know this movie's old, but for the last time, movie writers, basketball scenes are always stupid. Okay? They just always are. We all saw Catwoman. We know what a basketball scene is. No, I think you look meant like. to say
0: they look amazing. I saw Catwoman. If you guys have not seen Catwoman, go oh listen to our God. podcast where I think we talk for like 20 minutes about the basketball scene.
1: And I don't know how Peter isn't already known to be Spider-Man by everyone in school because uh, let's let's list the reasons he completely gives it away. Uh, one, he 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 spends like a, a, a twenty minutes showing complete physical dominance over Flash, a, an ability he did not have the day before yes. that everyone witnessed out loud, like in 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 full full disclosure of the whole school. He suddenly has an incredible prowess to the point where the ball can't be taken from his open
0: palm, which is suspicious. Then he's able to... Yes, because no matter how strong you are, that's not a thing you can do.
1: (laughs) Not a thing you can do. Then he springs across an entire half court. Yeah, he
0: dunks like he's Michael Jordan.
1: And he, he's not even, even more than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan notoriously would get, like, uh, chest level with the, with the fucking, uh, you know, the hoop. But he's above it. Like, he gets above the fucking hoop and, and, like, crashes into it, not just shattering it, but ripping it from its hinges. Jump forward. He's also kissing Gwen Stacy or whatever on, like, the bleachers, and he catches, like, a rogue football, which is already insane, and throws it casually, one-armed, from behind. With such force that he bends a pole of a football. (laughs) Again, another sport that Midtown Science has.
0: Yeah, and and, and for some reason is in practice at the same time as the basketball team. I don't think somebody there really looked up how (laughs) sports work.
1: And then, like, during... I know that the, essentially it's evacuated uh, or it's pitched that it's evacuated later on when when the li- lizard attacks the school he spends quite a long time running up and down the halls with no mask but still wearing
0: the yes Spider-Man he constantly suit. takes his mask off which is another <laughs> pet peeve I have
1: how is he not caught um but yeah yeah so I just wanted the, to mention which this is not thing. only there's, in there's this no movie. reason for him not
0: to be revealed I, but then
1: also yeah three people figure out he's spider-man in one film that's pretty bad my dude <laughs> it's not good
0: yeah uh, yeah so i mean ugh, we should probably move on from we're stuck in like the first
1: half hour there's so much to, well, be, to, to complain about and here. that's
0: my problem is so like i said so all this happens he gets bit by spider we have the terrible montage where he learns he can i'm jump sorry and run yeah.
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna do it some more though i gotta talk about something which is that peter does another dickish thing which is he steals that one intern's yeah like, and then badge. gets him
0: escorted out by security
1: which I mean, Oscorp security is confusing, because I I could I could possibly believe that they wouldn't ask Peter for his ID if he just came in and gave his name and they and you know and the, and then it was on a badge and he took the badge and left, but when the other guy came in and says no I'm Rodrigo, <laughs> and then produces an ID that proves that, to that yeah fact, it, it appears why as would though, he like, be ejected <laughs> it, it appears
0: as though because the way it's set up is. It seems like Rodrigo walked up and said, Hi, I'm here for the internship. And they said, well, you pick your badge up. And he's like, well, my badge isn't there. My name's Rodrigo. And they're like, well, clearly you're not Rodrigo because the Get badge him is gone. out of here. <laughs> Drag him through the doors. <laughs> also, uh, security's here. When earlier, Peter Parker just walked in and walked yeah. up to reception yeah. and no one stopped him. I don't understand Oscorp's...
1: The other thing is that Peter's here because he has a loose theory that... Uh, or a loose connection that uh, uh, Connors will have more information about his father. Yes. So he comes there to speak to Connors. Then just sort of like... uh, I know that guy drops a file that has like a similar symbol on it from like the file he found on his dad's uh, uh, thing. But he just like gets up and just sort of like goes completely
0: off course to the point that he wanders around like a a, a sci-fi spider hive. Yeah, I also feel like if you're really into science and you walk into a lab and there's like a hermetically sealed door... You're not going to open it up and walk inside of it. You would be like, ooh, this is sealed for a specific reason. I'm not just going to... And also, why is there no, like, a, a keypad on that door? It's like, ah, we created these spiders that make don't, tensile don't make your, steel. Don't make your keypad
1: four spinning squares that people can see from across yeah, the room. I like also it's... thought it was insane that I was
0: like, mind. you're telling me this place does do use fingerprints? Or like retinal scans, like Jesus Christ, man! You're unlocking it using a pattern from a cell phone. It's bizarre. It's also,
1: I also, I also just like, I kind of detest it in as like a concept because I liked Toby just getting bit by accident. Yes, you know, I liked. Uh, I guess we don't really know how Tom gets bit. We just assume, right? Yeah, I don't uh, think they ever. I don't science. think there's ever any
0: flashback to how it happened. We just
1: assume. We just assume that it happened. Maybe I think in a the idea is really trip.
0: in Homecoming. It's supposed to be like you saw Spider-Man, right? The one with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, basically yeah. that. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what all we're yeah. gonna go into. It's basically that.
1: But, 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 like, I don't care who you are. I don't even care if you like spiders. If you see a spider science lab full of like genetically altered.
0: Cool, would appear to go, be five don't go
1: in there's no info yes. on your dad in there
0: <laughs> yeah that's why when he walked in he's like let what me get a closer doing? look i'm like it's a room full of spiders bro piece it together it's a room also, full of spiders they're
1: just loose they're yes. not even in cages they're just kind of loose which seems like a
0: terrible idea
1: how do spiders not just run out every time you open the door like spiders <laughs> notorious for
0: being able to crawl under small areas
1: I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, so there's
0: a there's a lot of very confusing and just like that part to me is really stupid. And he like Gwen Stacy recognizes him and is like, Okay, well just don't leave, don't get me in trouble. He instantly walks away. Instantly and gets She in does not notice. The one guy she recognizes is gone from the tour group and she's not like Hold on a second. Hey fuck it, I just said don't walk away. So it's like Gwen Stacy appears to be a fucking moron
1: do you know what else is confusing here is that we're also introduced to uh uh rajit uh who is sort of like the go-between between norman osborne uh and this part of oscorp um uh he's the indian actor yes that uh is is, is, is trying to hurry uh uh connor's into w- his genetic research that i didn't realize until i was looking into the movie a little more is like a big name actor in india uh his name's Irfan Khan he's in like the Jurassic Park movie yeah as well.
0: yeah he was in the most recent well not the most recent but, but he is referred reboot. to
1: as like the Brad Pitt of India and he's like considered to one of the most successful and critically like you know unique and 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 well-received actors in Indian cinema and he 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 appears in the beginning to deliver some cool lines about the the, the kind of ominous but never seen Norman Osborne. and then he disappears from the movie forever and it's well he comes back strange
0: so that he can be a dick then disappears forever which is a shame he has a great voice i like his uh, his voice yeah so- i just
1: felt like he i just felt like he had a really cool presence in the beginning and it's a shame that he's no longer relevant in the later scenes because god knows the lizard is not carrying the villain section of this movie well yeah uh, let's let's all.
0: let's go ahead and get into the lizard here um so after an hour and like seven minutes of the movie has gone by Peter realizes that the better way to get a hold of uh, Dr. Connors, he never thinks of this. I'm sure his email address is on Oscorp's website. He could have just emailed him and said, hey, I'm, you know, whatever his dad's name was, Richard Parker. He could have been, I'm Richard Parker's son. Do you think we could meet and talk? I'd like to know about my dad. And I think he would have been like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, we can meet. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it seems absolutely. Because cool when he happens. when he shows up at his door and he says it, he's like, come on in for coffee. Uh, And then Peter just gives him so his dad, he knows his dad he remembers because the beginning of the movie is the the events Um, and he has a flashback when he finds the briefcase even though we just watched those scenes three and a half minutes before his dad's office has been ransacked his dad erases all of his notes on his board and then says they need to leave the city and he leaves his son with his, I guess his brother I never could figure out who was related to who in this one but, so that's it, right? Like, he's just like, there we go. Peter remembers yeah. this, finds a thing that has his dad's notes hidden inside of this briefcase. And then he's like, I'm going to tell the only person who this would be of any value to the secret formula without figuring out anything about him. Other than I know when my parents died, he never came to see me, but he apparently knew what. I- you know what i mean it's just so bizarre you wouldn't be like wait my dad worked for oscorp and then ran away and hid after somebody broke into our home maybe i shouldn't just tell this to the first person i meet who works at oscorp and
1: yeah and then we find uh, out uh, what another f- instance of of peter i mean i guess you would call it being naive, naive but it feels like like moments where Peter is suddenly smart and then suddenly stupid.
0: Yes. well, And then, yeah, and he's like, oh, I came up with this. It's like, no, you didn't. You memorized it. Like, you're not smart. You just memorized something you saw and then told somebody. But then what drives me insane is, so the idea is, his dad figured this out, and it does not work. And he has to hide it because he thinks someone's going to want to turn into a lizard? Like, the reason for his dad wanting to leave makes no sense the formula does not work and his dad knows that why wouldn't he have just gone to Dr. Connors and been like I almost had it it just doesn't work because it turns you into an insane monster and he would have been like oh let's keep working so that the insane monster part you know what I mean and then why keep the notes at all you know what I mean yeah. what was he going to do with them it doesn't work also how do they make an antidote for it like, the,
1: I I it seems insane that like there's so much complexity to the or, or the or the origin of this serum and then the, the serum is also kept in s- somewhat secrecy because he takes it like to his lab um but like yeah yeah emma stone a high school student is able to whip up an antidote well because it, it, because, it, it, because peter remembers be... the
0: number for the antidote why would you make an antidote to like a it'd be like it would be like they made an antidote for like viagra you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you make an antidote to a medication. An antidote yeah. is for a poison. Nor do labs have an antidote machine
1: that you feed information well, to Well, they the also antidotes.
0: don't have a machine which is essentially called a war crime because they're like, oh, it's a big machine that creates a gas attack. It's like, yeah, those are called gas shells that you put in an artillery piece. World War I made those. You could, you, you don't need a big machine for it, bro. It's you just, you're literally just blowing up a canister of gas. And letting gravity do the rest. I thought that was insane. That they're like, it's a specialized machine. No, it's a fireworks machine. But, and then they were like, we kept it. A machine we can't use. We decided to dedicate a space in our ultra-high-tech lab to storage of a device we'll never use. We could put a computer in there, but fuck it. Uh, But yeah, so we get the lizard. uh, And, you know, they do the test. And it works. And then you know, uh, Rajit shows up and is like, oh, we gotta, we're gonna do it. We're gonna start doing human trials right away because we need to save Norman Osborn's life. Which I don't really understand how being able to regrow limbs is gonna save this guy's life. You know what I mean? They never explain what's wrong with Norman Osborn. I assume... But I don't, the don't big think limb growing is gonna reg- save his regeneration life. Regeneration
1: is gonna, is gonna help somehow.
0: Yeah, so he's like, we'll just start human trials. I'll just go to the VA hospital and start jabbing people with this. And I was like, wait, what? It doesn't even make any sense. Also, you're like a billion-dollar company. You could easily pay people to take the serum. You know what I mean? Like they're just evil yeah. for no reason. And so Dr. I, Connors I w- refuses, gets fired, and then injects himself with it. So why did he refuse? He could have just said, "I'll be the test subject and save some veterans' lives."
1: There was a lot of, from what I understand, uh, scenes cut uh, of 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 Dr. Connors like talking about like the the ethics of what they were doing with peter um uh there was like a variety of scenes there's even apparently scenes with connor and having a son who he's showing you know emotion with yes yeah, which he wrestles is wrestles which in choices. the
0: comics is how spider-man always beats the lizard in the early things is he brings up the fact he's like don't forget you have a wife and kid you know like you gotta and that's how you usually turn that's how usually dr yeah, connor overcomes like the lizard
1: some of that would have been helpful because oh, all we get it would have been <laughs> All we get is a scientist who apparently, you know, uh, uh, was essentially missing one equation. Then recklessly, like, yeah, like like you said, injects himself rather than a a multitude of courses of action. Uh, And and then as soon as he, like, injects himself, he just kind of breaks off into this. First of all, the lizard looks like the Goombas from the live action Mario. Yes. Um, I can't stand it.
0: It is shockingly one of the worst creature designs I've ever seen in, like, a film. It's just so bad he's I, it, they just basically removed the nose of the actor and then covered him with cgi scales so it's not a good look like it would have been less stupid if he just turned into a full-blown lizard like he grows a tail why not give him a lizard face you know give him the long snout so he looks like an alligator or something
1: yeah i it's it's strange and then the voice he's given is like voldemort yeah yeah it's, and he's nose like, so it's very he's like pizza pizza packer uh, uh, whatever. Uh, he also poor whatever alliteration he's like busting out all the time. He also
0: does like a weird uh scene where he's like goleming it when he's in the sewer and he's having a conversation with his two like like two sides of himself. And I was like, boy, this movie's really just riffing on everything they can find, aren't they? I also love the idea that he sets up a lab in a sewer in like three days and is manufacturing. <laughs> This serum? I was like, wait, where is he getting all the chemicals to do this? This is so stupid. I mean, I get that's what happens in the comic. But in the comics, there's at least a longer run-up to him. Like, the reason they know the lizard's around is because he's stealing all this lab equipment. This dude literally just, like, goes to, like, an Ikea and builds uh, this lab in the sewer.
1: I also have a hard time understanding, like, the lizard's choice or, or choices here. And then he just wants to make everyone... Lizards, for some reason? Yes, because I mean, it's super I, not I think clear. the
0: idea is supposed to be that the serum is making him insane. And he thinks that I the guess. lizard hybrid is better than human because the lizard hybrid won't die like a human would. Which isn't true because lizards grow old and die. So that also didn't make any sense to me because he's like, we could be better. It's like lizards aren't better. They're cold blooded, yeah. bro. They have to spend half their day laying in the sun so they have enough <laughs> energy to get up and poop. <laughs> That's a fucking shit design. Right, we
1: don't we don't want that. And I should also point out the most insane thing that happens in this fucking movie, which is that, t- is that the lizard sprays a bunch of SWAT team members with yes. this fucking gas and turns them into lizards. And then these armed SWAT lizards, I guess just run off and rampage through the nope, city. they
0: appeared to be, when, when we see them ha- being cured, they're in the same basic location. They were just chilling. That's insane.
1: Yeah. That's insane that that would happen. But more importantly... If you're going to make cop lizards that rampate across the city, I want to see it. <laughs> yes. Can we cut some Gwen Stacy scenes and well, watch Peter Parker or Spider-Man fight a bunch of like, lizard cops? Here would Please. A, here would have been a better scene.
0: <laughs> uh, Peter Parker gets tased by the police like he does in the movie. He hits the ground. The police are closing in. They're like, now we're going to see who Spider-Man is. All of a sudden, Lizard Swat shows up and starts killing the cops. Spider-Man breaks loose, saves the the captain and a bunch of the other police and beats up the lizard cops long enough and he, like, webs them up. And then, you know, Captain Stacy's, like, begrudgingly, like, you know, all right, man, I owe you. You know, you did—you really helped us out or whatever you know and then there's like a, a begrudging moment instead he pulls his thing off and he's like oh that kid my daughter's dating is a fucking moron who's like running around beating up car thieves and now is just like trying to fight a giant lizard like fuck this guy man i don't want this guy near my daughter <laughs> it's the uh, whole captain stacy sub storyline is just really dumb and then it's it's it is tacked on a bit and it's and it's pretty I mean, I'm glad
1: it exists because one thing this movie is also uh, in short supply of is Peter Parker, Spider-Man is not supposed to be just beloved front to back. And the city has, like this city likes him right away. But but
0: here's the thing that drives me insane in this. There's no scene, excuse me, uh, where they like establish that he's done anything that people in the city like. We saw him save one kid and that kid seems psyched. Yeah, Yeah. But that's, that's it. There's no, like, you know, like, in the first Spider-Man movie and later, there's, like, times Peter Parker does something. And you get the idea, like, you know, they show you, like, the headlines where it's, like, oh, Peter Spider-Man, menace or sp- hero. And you get the IP, idea people know him. Later in the movie, there's, like, a, a newscaster who's, like, Spider-Man appears to be injured. We don't know if he's going to make it. Who the fuck is reporting on this? And why do you know his name's Spider-Man? He told one dude. It's pretty weird because, yeah, you're
1: right. He saved that kid, which I'm sure got talked about. But probably not as much as the lizard man, which was yes. the bigger deal in yeah. that scenario.
0: It would be like, yeah, like I mean, not to like uh, actually, I'm not going to make that reference because it would be offensive. But you know, it'd be like in the middle of also, like a uh, huge uh, crime spree or something, just going off to be like, and then there's this guy over here, <laughs> like this cop twisted his ankle while trying to chase him down. Let's focus also, in on that for a while.
1: Real quick on real quick on the bridge scene, just the one just the one moment. Uh, uh, Peter, if you're in a car it's dangling off the bridge from one of your own spider webs, uh, one of your own lines of spider webbing, um, and you hear it creak as if it's going to break as you climb on board. I don't know. Shoot another one, my dude. Yeah, There's I could not, not believe
0: he, he just was holding the car up with one, and he didn't think. Maybe I should. There's a kid in there. I should probably fire six or seven more of these. I
1: know the car catches fire, which, which, which is a complication that won't be solved by his webbing. But the fact that like, it's implied that, that, that they're in a precarious scenario
0: could have been fixed pretty easily <laughs> with just some more webbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's I think that scene sums up this movie well, which is stupid things happening just for the sake of them to happen. Because they don't know what they're doing. And the one that I think is perfect is Parker gets shot escaping from the police after the captain lets him go. He gets a wound on his thigh, which never comes up again in the rest of the movie, except for this next scene, which is he's so hurt, he can't walk anymore. And then they're reporting on the news and they can for some reason tell where Spider-Man's going. They're like, Spider-Man appears to be going to, to Oscorp Tower. I'm like, how can they tell which direction he's going? You're in the middle of New York City. How can they tell where you're going? But uh, the kid that he saved, his dad is working like all good construction workers do at 9.30 at night. The peak time to do construction when it's real dark out and there's city noise ordinances. Uh, He calls up all of the nighttime crane operators, which for some reason there's a crane every 40 feet in New York City. I don't know, man. I've never been there. I don't think there's that many cranes. But... They uh they all like line up so he can web across them to get to the tower quicker. and then once he gets there, his leg's fine. It never comes up during the fight yeah. but it's hurt. So I was like, what was the point of this just to have this moment it's... where like the crane operators are like, we're for Spider-Man. It was so dumb. Visually, it's cool
1: to see it like taking place like the crane's path. And I like the idea of the city coming together for Spider-Man. but again, it's hollow. Because at no point was there anyone other than Captain Stacy who's against Spider-Man. Yes. yes. There's, there's no... Well, it also seems know, like
0: most people don't even know who he is. Like, it seems like it's yeah, just...
1: Meh. He hasn't done anything publicly enough for there to be an opinion. There's no newspaper publishing articles against him, I don't think. I mean, other than I no. think I see one that says, like, mystery Spider-Man scene in City. Like, there isn't, like, there isn't, you know, Jay Jonah doing anything. So, yeah, there is this sort of, like... This is a redemption for someone who has not fallen, and I don't. Well, really it's also get like what it's for.
0: There's no moment where you're like, "Oh, the the people love him." You know, like there wasn't tons of scenes where Stacy's like on TV, and like you said, J. Jonah Jameson's like this guy is a a menace. Blah 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 it seems to be either people don't know who he is or know who he is and like him except for the police. So when they do it, it's not like this moment where you're like, oh man, look at this, the city's coming together and showing the cops that they like Spider-Man. And you're just like, what a bizarre scene that there's all these overnight crane workers that all happen to have cranes leading towards the center of New York City. It, it To me, was just very confusing. The only thing that was stupider, I thought, than that scene was... Um, possibly the worst example of villain leaves plans out and open which is (laughs) spider-man comes down to the sewer and i guess the lizard left up his like the powerpoint slide he made to show the lizard board before he went out on his plan it shows like one lizard going to oscorp cap tower (laughs) And then there's like a a circle that comes off and then that circle fills with more lizards. (laughs) This is the stupidest fucking... And it's just playing on a loop. Why would... Who is he making that for? He knows his own plan. Why is he
1: documenting it? Why is he documenting any of it? It would Um, be like you
0: making like the steps of how you're about to make a sandwich. (laughs) You don't need to. You're just going to go make it.
1: Something I wasn't really able to like fit in my notes, but I did discover when I was doing some research that I thought was really cool is that there's a surprising, surprising little amount of this movie that's done with CGI. Uh, Obviously the, the monster, of course, the lizard, but like they actually built like full massive street sets. Um, When he's swinging under the bridge or swinging where he gets like struck by the bus and like rolls alongside of it, that's all physical uh, stunts with
0: physical sets. Wow, that is depressing to know because it looks like bad CGI, which means they filmed it piss poor. <laughs> it is crazy that, I mean,
1: I do wish, I mean, obviously there's augmenting CGI everywhere. I think there's a lot of the school that's made up in CGI. And of course, you know, at the end of the street, there's always going to be a big green screen to make the street look longer or whatever. But um, it is neat that they went through the, the effort to do tons and tons of wire work. Uh, and there are parts where it's cool. I like him swinging around in the warehouse uh, even though if the inclusion of a skateboard strong, is really not necessary, strong disagree. The, his uh, montage
0: of learning how to use Spider-Man's powers, I found one. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like a minute and a half, two minutes long. It's about three minutes too long, in my opinion, because I just don't care. Like it's such a pointless scene, and he's not really doing anything that necessitated him having superpowers. He's just swinging on a chain. An ordinary person could do that. It would be really unsafe, but it, a, a guy can swing on a chain. He doesn't do anything like walk up a wall with his hands. It's just, I don't know, to me I, I found that yeah, an even well, more don't, annoying don't montage than in the original I didn't like Spider-Man. all of it. Him
1: jumping off the tower was really awkward. Into like an entire cafe set up and there's nobody on the street was pretty bizarre. Yeah, because you in New York th- there's, there's a few, never yeah. people around. <laughs> there's a few moments like that that, uh, that don't land. I'm just saying that there, there are certainly components of this movie that I think worked for me, but I would say in the majority and this is probably where we can put a button on it. Uh the majority uh, of the movie did not work. That said, here's the hardest thing I have about being critical about this movie. If this was the only Spider-Man movie to come out, I would not be mad about it, right? Part of the reason that I think I don't like it too much or that it wasn't very memorable was because the first one, you know, the Raimi one did so much of it first and set a standard that is either just kind of adequately met or fa- the other one falls beneath and it doesn't reinvent itself in enough of new ways to make it like like homecoming does or like the new tom holland spider-man does which is like a total different take in a ton of different ways it doesn't do anything really different it just recasts and sort of polishes up peter parker to be a little cooler and then you know drops mj for stacy so it, it doesn't really there's not enough different, I think is the biggest problem. I, I would say why this, it's kind of forgettable.
0: If this was the only Spider Man movies, I would say this I would still say this is a bad movie. It's just not a well made movie and the story is really stupid. There's just so many problems with it. I think him being a bad Peter Parker is just so much it is because there's so much there's so many better Peter Parkers. I mean, both other people who have played him are better at it. So it, it, the fact that they made this really dumb sort of annoying peter parker just wouldn't be a huge complaint if it was the only one the movie would still be bad but i wouldn't be like boy what a terrible peter parker you know who's you know i think it's just really like glaring when you're like god tom holland is such a better peter parker and spider-man than uh you know i think tom holland's a better spider-man than toby mcguire too so i just think that yeah fair yeah i mean would you recommend people watch this
1: You know what i think so i mean i guess obviously context is big here because if you've seen if you've seen none of the spider-man movies like why would you start here you know so it's like what what mysterious person is looking to watch this but yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's a disaster you know and i think it's likable parts it is too long it definitely rehashes too much from the original one without reinventing enough to make it unique uh but i don't think it's a disaster i think garfield's strong if not I agree, not the best of the three Spider-Man uh, characters, but I don't think he's far behind.
0: I would say no. Just watch one of the any of the other better Spider-Man movies except for Spider-Man 3. I mean, go watch Into the Spider-Verse. Go watch Homecoming. <laughs> well, yeah, Into the far Spider-Verse, of course. <laughs> I mean, they're just such better films, and I strongly disagree. I think Garfield is not good in the role at all, and I think his lack of being a good Spider-Man is why Sony i think went for the deal i think if garfield had been a better spider-man i think they wouldn't have gone for the deal with marvel i think they would have been like no we're fine i think they were just like yeah you guys will do it better this is this is not going to last we're not going to be able to keep this franchise going uh so that's just my opinion i'm i think garfield's a fine actor and other stuff i just think he's really bad in in this movie and i've seen 15 minutes of amazing spider-man 2 and he's really bad in it too so well, don't worry about it, because at some point in the near future, Pogues and I, as as
1: as required by the contract we signed with the devil, will be having to do Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm, I'm
0: going to try to push that one off for as long as possible. I, I literally watched 15 minutes of it one time when it was on like cable TV, and I was like, yeah, I think I was like house-sitting for my parents or something. Well,
1: that is a problem that you're going to have to take up with the devil, or his assistant. I mean, I'm, Pogues, we've I'm been to over his this... Assistant. We've been over this. I told you you didn't know how to fiddle, but you still just had to challenge the chapter. I didn't the old think it would be that hard. <laughs> I told you you didn't know how to fiddle. We've been over this. I don't want to rehash it on the podcast in front of all of our guests.
0: Okay, you know what? I'll take a little bit of the blame for not knowing the difference between a violin and a fiddle. Alright, that's partially on me. Look, just take a fiddle lesson, man! <laughs> God damn! <laughs> They played them in,
1: like, the Civil War. I mean, I imagine it can't be that hard.
0: I don't know if that's a good way to judge the hardness of things.
1: Is <laughs> <As laughs> it been at, done
0: for a while.
1: When you're being shot at and you can spike cannons and you can still play it, I assume it has some ease of use. <laughs> Just get it under control. Oh, all right, well... <laughs> Uh, as is written in blood uh, 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 on the flesh of the Necronomicon, we'll be back again for another episode of this podcast that we cannot free ourselves from.
0: That's right, come back next week we'll have a mini episode, we'll tell you what movie's up next as always, if you have a suggestion for a film you'd like to see us do instead of waiting for us to randomly pick it uh, leave us a message at Facebook, Instagram Twitter SoundCloud all slash NAOSpod Or, you know, if you know one of us in real life, you can just send us a text. So until next week. Just challenge the devil with something you know.
1: Challenge him at Mario Kart. I don't know.